Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the reading of the June edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. Starting with this article by Lydia Sprouts. Energy Fair looking forward to programs, speakers, and music for September. The 34th annual Crestone Energy Fair is ramping up for a big weekend, September 16th and 17th, with two days of sustainability education, natural building, food, and music. The featured panels this year are evolving. Panel presentations will include natural building with Eric Ficinus, a food sovereignty panel with off-grid guru Jay Sanders of the SLV Seed Exchange, a wellness panel by Laura Enzer of Mountain Laurel Apothecary, and new this year, a panel called The Dreamers of the Future, hosted by Goldie Mariola and Lydia Sprouts. A full festival schedule, including event announcements, is planned to be released in July. For now, look forward to musical performances by the Copper Children of Denver, Mama Lingua of Peonia, and DJ Blumurian of Boulder. There will be featured local musicians all day at the Cloud Stage with the Food Vendor Village. Saturday night, there will be surprise performances at our late-night fundraiser after-party, hosted at the MIX Elixir Bar and Mountain Laurel Apothecary's new home. During the day, educational talks will be featured on the main stage, many focused on creating more sustainable food systems here in the San Luis Valley. The Energy Fair is excited to host Blue Range Ranch for a discussion about their sustainable ranching practices and a talk titled Bringing the Soil Back to Life with Oppenheimer Ranch. In ecological education, there will be a climate justice talk by Chelsea of 350 Colorado and Peter May of E3 Ecology. A local nonprofit will discuss the importance of rehydrating the landscape. Regarding building, locals Matt Evers and Pete Van Horn will bring us a Q&A session by Owners Builders Unite, a great opportunity to learn from these experienced earthship builders. There is so much more planned. Stay tuned for announcements. The Energy Fair is also evolving to provide a more holistic understanding of sustainability. Living off-grid can be challenging, so the fair will include the Wellness Village, where ideas for achieving sustainability for the well-being of the body and mind will be presented. There are many ways to practice sustainability and develop more intelligent practices in all aspects of life, extending beyond the construction of homes and the production of food. The Wellness Village is entering its second year with many improvements on the horizon, including amplification for all talks and a more clearly designated area for performances. Crystal Wade will be the MC guiding the flow. Information and practices will include the Sonic Apothecary Sound Journey with Peter May, Birthrights with midwife Alicia Chambers, Yoga with Signe Cheney, Contact Improv with Anya Katz, and more. Workshops will be held throughout both days of the fair. A second annual wellness panel, hosted and sponsored by Laura Enzer of Mountain Laurel Apothecary, will feature a variety of the community's esteemed practitioners. The Energy Fair is a great way to get involved in our community and requires some of the largest volunteer efforts in Crestone. 
It takes a village to bring this event together, and volunteer help is key to its success. Day of event volunteers are needed, and sign-ups will begin in August. Day of event volunteers are invited to eat at our volunteer-only kitchen and are, and are a celebrated part of the growing community. The fair would like to extend its gratitude to Swatch County for the grants received to support this year's event. These grants allow us to improve the energy fair every year by creating better infrastructure and compensating our dedicated year-round volunteers. Creating events like this takes enormous effort and every bit of funding is wisely used, carefully considered, and put towards the numerous improvements that have been evident in recent years. There is still space for like-minded sponsors to get involved. This is a great way to let the community know about a growing business or a service the Energy Fair community can get excited about. Have a booth at the fair and share. For questions about getting involved, volunteering, or sponsorship, please email CreststoneEnergyFair at gmail.com. Now turning to business news, this article written by Jennifer Eicheson, CMB hosts first members-only networking event. How do the local business owners and entrepreneurs of Crestone connect, share their story, and support each other? By listing their business on CrestoneMeansBusiness.com and joining the member-only events like the one held on May 10th at the Crestone Eagle office. Members shared lively conversation along with yummy snacks and beverages. Arthur Leland set the vibe of the evening with his amazing guitar playing. In the intimacy of the group, each member held a microphone and shared the details of their business and how they got to Crestone. The post-pandemic craving for connection was certainly filled as Crestonians new and old got to know each other with several meeting for the first time. Tony Canada, a VIP CMB member, generously assisted with selecting the food and beverages, set up and installing the new dartboard that was used all night. At the envy of other members, Bruce Becker got to take home the door prize. With the success of the event, Lori Nagel and Jennifer Eicheson, co-owners and co-founders, Look positively to hosting many more occasions, including networking, workshops, and parties. The next event is planned for Wednesday, July 12th, with more details to come. If you haven't signed up yet, what are you waiting for? And speaking of business, we have the Spotlight on Business column, Expanding Beyond Pizza. This was written by Desi Farachi and Jennifer Eicheson. Mandala Pizza, LLC, a renowned name in Crestone since 2018 for its authentic New York-style pizza, has undergone a significant transformation. The pizza operation and its name have now changed to Mandala Market, LLC. Owners Desi Farachi and Greg Hess expressed that this shift is a result of their expanded food choices through their new catering business. They believe the term market better encompasses the diverse product lines they now offer. Desi mentions that transitioning the website, emails, and other related items will require some time and expects the process to be completed by the end of the year. Over the years, Mandela Pizza has continually operated, uh, sorry, has continually adapted to changing personal and economic conditions, reinventing their business to meet evolving demands. The saying, drastic times require drastic measures, or 
Necessity is the mother of invention, rings true for the journey. After closing their brick-and-mortar pizza shop on Silver Avenue, they ventured into wholesale distribution, supplying their frozen pizza line to local stores. They later introduced a mobile food trailer, striving to maintain quality food and satisfy their local customers. In 2022, Mandela expanded its services to include catering for the region, specializing in international cuisine from their new commercial kitchen. By securing contracts with institutions like Colorado College at the Baca campus and serving local retreat centers, a new concept took shape. Desi, despite being a fourth-generation pizza entrepreneur, decided to break free from the confines of the pizza name. He embraced the opportunity to cook diverse foods, which were sorely lacking in the community. Her culinary horizons expanded, enabling her to present dishes that ventured beyond traditional pizza fare. Mandela Market is now thriving with new business opportunities. It offers comprehensive catering services for private events, retreats, weddings, and more. Catering parties ranging from intimate gatherings of six to larger events with 36 attendees have become a common occurrence. The menu boasts an array of dishes representing various culinary traditions, including Indian, Asian, Greek, American, and, of course, Italian cuisine. To accommodate food sensitivities, they provide custom-tailored menus that cater to vegan and gluten-free preferences. Additionally, party rentals such as chairs and canopy tents are available. Looking ahead, Mandela Market plans to introduce a novel dining alternative, This year, they intend to offer subscription meals, delivering dinner to local residents. Their aim is to provide diverse menu options through a weekly subscription service. At the start of each week, a pre-planned menu will be presented and delivery will take place later in the week. There is no minimum order requirement and the freshly prepared food will be delivered in compostable, eco-friendly packaging, ready to heat and serve. Home delivery of Mandela's local favorites, including pizza and lasagna, will also be available. Keep an eye out for their mobile trailer at the local Saturday market in downtown Crestone, the Thursday market in South Crestone Park, and various upcoming holiday events this summer season. Desi and Greg understand the locals' craving for their hot and fresh pizza, and they want to ensure accessibility for all. To learn more about their future subscription food service, or to book a catering event, you can reach them via email at market at mandela-pizza.com or give them a call at 719-480-5121. And now turning to art news, Art Retreat Explores Water and the Meaning of Art. This was written by Jennifer Thompson. The striving of a piece of art is the experience. An inner life activity of the color and the artist working together creates something beyond our imagination. The goal of the retreat is to center and work with color and motif in a new way. Exploring this will loosen old habits and help to penetrate your own work. Also, the retreat is very individual. Some prefer to go at a slow pace, others don't. It is a safe space to explore without judgment. The daily schedule for the art retreat, an ongoing watercolor veil painting exercise to be developed into an art piece, light and dark class, afternoons classes are sketching in the National Forest, 
two classes developing color exercises, one class with Wade Cabin doing color experiments. Two evening presentations, My Path as Artist Slides with Jennifer. What is Art with Jennifer, Wade, and Noah Bain? Both presentations are open to the public. Landscape Painting Workshop is about experiencing another way of working, exploring other mediums, working with various exercises. It is a time to venture into another world of color, ideas, and playfulness. Our motif is water. Our materials, gauche paints, watercolor inks, sand, salt, and different papers. The retreat is set for August 4 to 8. To sign up, contact Jennifer Thompson at sunstudio.thompson1 at gmail.com. And in commuting news, Clean Commute Challenge Pays. This is written by Sarah Cohen-Frey and Evan Samora. The Swatch County Clean Commute Challenge paid out its first disbursements in May. Clean commuters earned cash payouts for tracking their human-powered commutes, with many participants earning between $5 and $25, and one earning over $100. SCCCC participants are compensated for replacing their oil-powered drives with clean modes of commuting, whether it's for work, the post office, grocery store, or other destinations. Clean commuting refers to using human-powered transportation, such as walking, biking, skateboarding, and more. A clean commuter with the username FreeRider has not received their payment because we don't know who they are. Please contact Evan Samora at 719-221-9658. The Sawatch County Clean Commute Challenge Program goals are simple to encourage people to commute cleanly, promote life-improving habits, and to reach an initial goal of accumulating four carbon credits through the TerraQuest phone application. Participants track their clean commuting mileage using the TerraQuest phone application and will receive an incentive of 50 cents per mile to commute cleanly in addition to the TQX crypto token provided by TerraQuest. Payouts will occur regularly, with the frequency depending on the number of participants. We would like to thank the Sawatch County Commissioners for the grant funding for the grant funding this program. How to get involved. The Sawatch Clean Commute Challenge began February 1st and utilizes a phone application created by TerraQuest. Download the TerraQuest phone application from either Google Play or the App Store. Create an account. Go to Programs. Enter the invitation code SCCCC 2023. Track your clean commutes using the TerraQuest app and text your username to Evan Samora at 719-221-9658. Now turning to some summer fun opportunities, horseback riding at the Baca Grand Stables. Come visit the Baca Grand Stables. See the area on horseback or ride in our arena. Western and English riders of all ability levels are welcome. Our summer children's riding program for kids aged 6 to 15 is comprised of a week of fun lessons. Call or email us to schedule a trail ride or lesson or to arrange an overnight stay for your horse. That phone number is 719-256-6200. The email is info at bacagrandstables.com. And their website is www.bacagrandstables.com. And we have this article from the SLV Tourism Association. 
San Luis Valley Tourism Association, SLVTA, would like to thank the Colorado Office of Tourism members who approved selection to award SLVTA a $20,000 grant for the development of a Mystic SLV Adventure Guide versus the long-circulated Mystic SLV Visitor Map. This is a collaborative mission comprised of Alamosa, Conejos, Castilla, Orfano, Mineral, Rio Grande, and Swatch counties. The guide will focus on advancing off-peak travel opportunities, developing and enhancing visitor experiences, while encouraging responsible and respectful use of our gateways and time spent within the mystic San Luis Valley. The board centered their vision on three themes, Million Dollar Shot, Conscientious Photographer Initiative, Dark Skies Initiative, Do the SLV Right, a derivative of Do Colorado Right. There will be a printed guide for self-tour, including a destination map and a digital companion. The digital link will steer to more in-depth content, guidance, and the opportunity for each county to publish and share on social media platforms. In partnership with federal, county, and public land officials, designated locations will be determined for sign installation in each county for the photo adventure, million-dollar shot, and dark sky physical locations, which will correspond to the printed and digital maps. With the assistance of Emil Warner, Dandelion Creative Services, the adventures will be threaded with content about how to be respectful while visiting and enjoying the San Luis Valley. We welcome our newest SLVTA board member, Adam Locke from Rio Grande County, to the team as well. If you are interested in finding out more about the San Luis Valley Tourism Association, SLVTA, please contact Kale Mortensen at 719-589-9385 or email director at alamosa.org. And now we have this piece written by Anna Louise Stewart, Passing the Torch, Honoring the Old Crestone While Welcoming the New. When I arrived in Crestone in 2004, some folks predicted a significant future population increase. Most shrugged it off as a non-possibility. We're too remote for such growth, they would say. Today, we are experiencing rapid growth as well as a noticeable change in demographic. I am seeing more young folks and creatives looking to get out of urban environments. This, paired with the fact that our older residents, many of whom helped shape this community, are moving away, retiring or dying, is forever changing the landscape of Crestone. Change is inevitable. It brings renewal and often growing pains. An old cycle is coming to an end and a new one begins. As we hand over the reins to the next iteration of Crestonians, let's take a moment to celebrate the past. Let's acknowledge the builders, teachers, gardeners, healers, me meditators, cooks, business owners, and artists who love this community into what it is today. Frankly, many of the significant change makers were women. Resilient, resourceful, caring women. Many became the pillars of the community. In 2004, you pretty much knew every single person in town. Like animals drawn to a watering hole, we would gather at the post office under the pretense of getting our mail. For some, it would be the only socializing they would get, so it could turn into quite the lengthy affair. No such thing as small talk. The postmaster must have known more private detail about each of us than he cared for. Folks casually reported on their current astrological challenges, insights, outrages, and the latest cleanse experience without any inhibition. 
Personally, I felt a relief in the fact that everyone knew everything about each other. No need to pretend. I loved how there was room for everyone. We had a local caveman, for goodness sake. He was a respected community member, too. The kids could express their uniqueness with no particular clothing brands needed in order to be accepted. They all ran together because there really were not enough kids of any one age group. Gatherings were largely inclusive. We all blended together. Kids, elders, Buddhists, Shramis, those who attended the ashram, Zenis, haves and have-nots. I used to say that in Crestone, I had 50 of my closest friends nearby. The constant challenge was making a living. There just was not quite enough of a population to sustain much of anything. If you wanted to stay, you had to be tenacious, creative, and willing to change. Periodically, a new healing modality would sweep through the town like a spring dust storm, and everyone would jump on board. Not that we were always of one mind. Try herding a community of opinionated individuals into agreement. That is, except when there was an outside threat to our way of living, then everyone got together as one. One favorite memory is of a meeting at the Swatch County Courthouse between area residents and a Texas company planning to build giant glaring solar towers in the valley. They assumed they could intimidate a backwater community into submission, but completely underestimated the power of enraged and determined Crestone residents. After the meeting, they were literally never heard from again. On this land, I have felt at home like nowhere else. A fact that kept me coming back. I built a house and a business here. I raised a child. Like everyone else, I also put in many hours of volunteering because that was how things got done. I cooked meals for potlucks, traded for services, shopped around in a spiritual vending machine. I let myself be held in the silence and the darkness. Living here taught me to walk in the dark anywhere without a light, without fear. Crestone matured me, molded me, kicked my ass, and above all else, gifted me with a feeling of belonging. It is with some sadness that I witnessed the closing of this era of my life, but also with deep gratitude for having had the experience. In closing, I wish a warm welcome to the newcomers. Some of you will become the new pillars of Crestone. I know no one likes to get unsolicited advice, but I'm going to give it anyway. Everything you do in a small community affects everyone else. You are noticed. Be comfortable with that. Be sensitive to it. Expand your heart into the community and be patient with the old timers who reminisce about the good old days. Soon, these treasured community members will be gone. And now turning to a note from the Crestone Eagle, the Crestone Eagle's letter to the editor criteria. We're glad you're part of this community. Here's how it works. Letters to the editor must be received by the 20th of the month to appear in the following month's Eagle. Length, 350 words. If your letter is longer than this, we will need to return it to you to trim. Submissions must include author's name, town or city, organization affiliation if relevant, contact information in case we have a question. Contact information will not be published with your letter. The decision to print any letter to the editor is completely at the discretion of the Crestone Eagle editor and the Eagle reserves the right to edit all letters. Letters considered libelous, obscene, in bad taste, or containing personal attacks will not be printed. Form letters and letters containing long lists of names will not be printed. Anonymous letters will not be printed. 
thank you letters are welcomed and encouraged, and letters regarding local news and issues will be prioritized. Because of space constraints, again, please limit your letters to 350 words. We look forward to hearing from you. Email editor at crestoneagle.com. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.